So before we get started in this episode of the podcast, I wanted to go ahead and highlight someone who took the time out of their busy day to go to iTunes and leave a review. This is from It's Sharon Yo. She says, I've worked in the music industry at different capacities for about eight years now, always under someone. I feel like I've learned more with just a few podcasts than I have those last eight years. This podcast has given me a great blueprint and tools to continue working on my own. Highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Sharon. And if you'd like to be featured, all you need to do is leave a review. Today, I'm excited because we get to talk public relations. We get to the down and dirty, when to have it, where to get it, what it is, why you need it, when you need it. My guest is Katie Long. So sit back, relax, and enjoy on this episode of the podcast. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I was able to seek out, hunt down, stalk, whatever you want to call it. I tracked down Katie Long. Katie and I had a chance to briefly meet each other at the DIY Musicians Conference, and Katie is an expert in the PR world and has been doing some fantastic things for indie artists. And this question, this topic has been coming up a lot. And so I figured instead of me always trying to guess and telling you guys what I think that I told you once a long time ago, I do not want to be the expert in everything. I want to have access to the experts and everything. So Katie is my expert when it comes to PR. She's from the DIY PR group. Katie, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. I'm so excited to be here. And congratulations on your recent engagement. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I had a chance to uh, meet your fiance in the elevator, and I just noticed his shirt right away. It was this cool old 1970s uh, something El Camino. My dad had one, and he looked like he had just gotten off of a surfboard. And you said that's pretty much how he dresses all the time, and people know him because of that. That is pretty much his life. He was on a surfboard this morning, so okay. you're spot on. <laughs> beach, I'm guessing beach wedding for you two or someplace where there's an ocean probably. Probably in the cards, I would say so. <laughs> Very cool. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then I've got some questions that I want to ask you that have been popping up that I think will best serve the audience and then let's just see where this conversation goes. Sure, let's do it. Well, my name is Katie Long, like Rick said, and I've been in publicity for a decade and uh, focusing in public relations in the music industry. 
which has been quite a journey. I've worked with the Grammys, the Billboard Music Awards, the American Music Awards for about seven years. I do the Emmys, pretty much any award show. I've worked with a lot of uh, names that you all would know and love, or maybe you don't love all of them. Right. <laughs> it's been, um, you know, full of a career full of great experiences for me. I've learned a lot. Um, and I did end up finding a void for independent musicians where you know indie musicians they either weren't ready for a pr campaign or it wasn't in the cards as uh, financially so i developed the diy music pr boot camp which leads the artists through the entire process for doing a pr campaign and that has become you know my passion project i speak about that um to at the diy musician conference where rick and i met uh, i coach artists as well i have them go through the boot camp and then i coach them uh similar to your style i believe rick as yep. well so yes it's been a, a fruitful career and i just am so passionate about helping uh the indie artists have the educational tools needed to empower them right to be able to feel confident to reach out to the media and get their music heard and broaden their reach and do it without spending their entire life savings on a PR campaign. Well, PR can be very expensive. I mean, I know I've had artists that we've had PR firms on retainer for anywhere from $2,500 a month to $5,000 a month. A lot of the labels here in Nashville have multiple PR people on staff to handle their labels. You mentioned that you'd worked with the Grammys and, and Billboard and things like that. One of the biggest questions that I get is when is an artist ready for a PR campaign? That's a phenomenal question. And my answer is at the beginning of your career, you don't want to spend your resources on PR. You do want to figure out a way to get the word out there and get yourself placed in your favorite blog or on your favorite Spotify playlist. But in my opinion, it's really important that you're learning how to do that yourself as opposed to spending hard-earned money on someone who you don't understand their process necessarily. You're not sure exactly what they're doing. PR is not always guaranteed. So really knowing the what goes into it and what PR is specifically is so important. That being said, you want to make sure that PR, you're not counting on PR to create opportunities for you. Okay, PR, go deeper. Go deeper into that. So when... You're starting out as an artist and you were to hire a publicist, which I don't recommend. Um, you're basically starting from square one and hoping that, you know, this publicist gets you placed in a blog that's then going to catapult you to another blog and then catapult you to opening a show for a really well-known artist. That's an example. And I have seen that happen. It's not an anomaly, but it's, it's not um, the most. It's not common. Part. I mean, I look yeah. at it. I'm like, and I ask my artist, "When's the last time you discovered an artist in a blog, or when's the last time you even read a blog?" Right, and clicked through, and then started following them, and became one of their thousand raving fans. Right. right? So great point. So 
once you get to a point as an artist where you're getting inbound calls right. from people and it's just starting to be too much to handle and you're confident that you can actually opt you would be able to optimize these opportunities even more so if you had someone else who's an expert doing that for you, that's right. the time for a publicist. So I'm going to give you a scenario and, and I want you to go and tell me whether I'm right on this. What I've said to people in the past is I said, look, there's different levels of PR. There's PR that builds credibility within your own social circles. So there's a lot of really cool online magazines and blogs that don't have tons of readers, but boy, do they look pro. I mean, they look so professional that you're able then to share with your audience, oh my gosh, song was just reviewed in so-and-so's blog. It brings up that credibility to your fans. The fans are like, awesome, the artist that I'm supporting is getting this. So there's that type of PR campaign. Then there's the type of PR campaign where you've got a buzz that's going on. You've had some really cool things happen. You may have been nominated for an award or something, then there's that different level of PR that you want to start letting industry folks or other bloggers. So you're, there's PR for your fans, there's PR for the industry, and then there's PR because you're a badass and everyone needs to know your story. Is that kind of a progression or something that makes sense? Yeah, I would say so. Something I would add in there uh, that what I have done for my artists that have started at um, square one per se right so kind of the first step if you were to go that route would be reaching out to local media which is Got it. so important and yes your area absolutely. it's your yes. town 100 <laughs> percent. and it, the odds are higher that you're going to get a placement and then pointing out what you said about credibility you can use those placements to get the attention of larger placements so that everything's a parlay everything you're just I always tell them the music business is a series of next. Once you get here, what's next? Then you get here, what's it's next? It's a ripple effect. It is. Too often I see artists wanting to get attention, which is what a publicist, a publicist does and a PR person gets you attention. They're getting attention at the wrong time. Either their brand's not on point or they only have one song and the, the person, because you have the ability to open doors. I always tell people, I can get you in the door, but what happens when you're in the door, it's out of my control at that time. So if they want to, they like a song and they want to hear more songs and you don't have it, it was too soon to get you in that door. Does the same thing go with publicity? It's like you open a door and they look and see that you're not prepared. I always tell people, we're in a business where people are looking for reasons to say no. Is that happening a lot for you right now in the publicity side? Right, definitely. I mean, for artists, it's so important that you have your assets completed prior to starting a PR campaign. So, you know, right. your, your bio, your, um, your logo, your promotional photos that are high resolution, and, you know, there's a number of other items, but making sure that your brand is on point and that you are presenting yourself in the utmost professional manner because there are so many other artists out there and so much competition. So how do you break through that noise? And not all of it's noise, you know, there's some real, there's some real competition out there that you need there to is. rise above. And you can do that by presenting yourself in a professional manner. So that's definitely um, something that you want to keep in mind when you're 
beginning your PR campaign. I always tell people too, is that you have to go sell a story. It's like when you're watching TV, the first thing you see on America's Got Talent is the story. On The Voice, it's the story. On American Idol, it's the story. Just because you're releasing a record does not mean it's a national story. It might be a story for your local town, but I see people will often come and they'll say, well, I'm getting ready to release my next single. I'm a higher PR person. I'm like, great, what's the story? And they look at me like, well, I've got this new song that I've got to get out there. How hard is it for you to do your job without a story? I mean, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head there, Rick, because the pillars of PR, the two pillars that I consider to be a PR are relationship building, Yep. Because that's how you're going to make friends with the media and continually get press and relationship building and exactly what you just said, creating that momentum and having a story to be able to get out there and build for someone, right? That is the purpose of PR. People relate to people that have a story and human interest story. And that can be really challenging. I had an artist the other day, she was actually um, in the middle of an audition for American Idol. Yep. And she was like, I don't think they're gonna choose me because I don't have like a tearjerker story. And unfortunately, you know, I don't need to comment on that process or anything, but- Well, I've been with this show. I know exactly <laughs> what it is. They cast, yeah. you know, Here's it's the young kid that came from homelessness and this person overcame disease and this person had family tragedy and this, I mean, they're casting. Yes, for, for this. exactly, exactly. So that can be um, a little bit of a challenge. What I, so the story is absolutely one of your most important parts of your campaign. Something that I encourage artists to do from a DIY perspective is start building your story on Spotify. Start getting people to look at your profile and listen to, um, to your music. And you do that by playlisting, right? right. And reaching out to those uh, playlisters that uh, have music or playlists that would be relevant to your music. So that can help build your story because, you know, we don't want to, this is human nature. But when people see that other people are looking at you and listening to you, they're drawn to you. So that goes for social media numbers and that goes for Spotify streams. Right. right. So if you're starting from square one, how can you get those numbers up in a very real and engaging way? I never encourage, uh, you know, buying fake streams. Don't ever do that. Or and likes or followers. followers. Or followers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was, so, a, there was a meeting recently in Nashville where the folks at Spotify were pointing out all the fake and how they can look at it and see it. And you're not doing yourself any favors because ultimately, if you're trying to get someone to invest in you, whether it be a label or an investor or a club to, to book you or a PR person to work with you, no one wants to work with a liar. No one wants to work with someone who pretended to be something that they're not. You wouldn't want to hang out with that person. You wouldn't want to marry that person. You wouldn't want to right. date that person. It's the same thing in our business. Another question I get a lot is, how far out should PR start for, let's say, the release of a single or the release of a video? Sure. So, uh, and let's go back after this to yep. your point about the release of the single and yes. what it's like to and how you need to continue your Yep. Um, but what is the timeline? So when you're releasing 
if it's your first release, always give yourself more than enough time. Okay. Okay. Number one, though, always give yourself enough time in general. So I'd say for an album release, you always want to start pitching. That means sending your information out to the media six, four to six weeks prior to your release, preferably six, because the more time that you have, the more opportunity you have, right? But that means that prior to those six weeks, you have all of your marketing assets and your branding complete. So, and your media list that you've built that is specifically catered to your music. Do not go out there. Are these things that you teach inside the boot camp because I think it would be hard for people to go Google and say, what are the assets that I yeah. should have in place? Okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the, the bio, the, um, the logo and a whole plethora of all the other things I call your musician's toolkit. But uh, starting with that six weeks and building a specific media list that is completely curated to your music is so important because the last thing you want to do is reach out to a hip hop, you know, writer or magazine and you are a rock artist. Like, right. that is, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's going to put you between a, a wall and a hard, a hard place. What is it? Rock, rock and a hard place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so just be really cognizant of that and the media list that you're building most likely you can use it for the entirety of your career right so you're going to use that media list to build relationships with these people and nurture those relationships share their posts get people to click on it like them you know interact with them on social media and then they're going to be more inclined to cover you in the future Got milestones that you have in your career. So they may not have space for you because everyone's competing for that space. And if someone's going to write a story, that story has to be interesting to their consumer. But by being professional in the beginning, you may get it the next time. You oh. may get it the time after that. Okay, so circle back around to release like you wanted. Yeah, so I never recommend just having one single and then that's it for a while because, and I've seen that before, but what that does is it builds you momentum and then it just drops down. So make sure that you are, and I honestly even recommend releasing singles as opposed to an album now because of the state of you know Spotify and everything online that gives you much more opportunity to reach out to these people that you're trying to build relationships with on a continual basis and not because you're following up with them five times but because you have new information to provide for them. I love that new information. Yes, that is incredibly important (laughs) because it needs to be newsworthy, right? There needs to be something that grabs their attention and sets you apart. Well, and now too is that if you release a full EP to Spotify, you only get one song off to pitch to playlist. If you release singles, you get all those singles to pitch to various playlists. Exactly. One of the big things that's happening right now is everyone, I heard John Mark say it best. He runs the biggest Spotify playlist. Uh, on the countryside at Spotify, he says, if playlisting is your only marketing strategy, you'll fail. It's like they put such an emphasis, the the, the musicians have put such an emphasis on getting on these playlists and things like that. A lot of times I think they shoot too high. A lot of people will ask me, Rick, I'm gonna hire a PR person to pitch my songs to playlist. Is that something that's really happening right now 
on the publicity side? Are you guys out building relationships with certain playlists and things like that? Or is that just another way for a publicity person to try to get work? No, that's absolutely happening. And that is a service that I provide to my clients. Um, I do have relationships with playlisters uh, right. that I've curated, but my big point there is that that is entirely doable from a DIY perspective. I've just built these relationships within the past couple of years. Same. So, so you're saying this individual artist could also go try to build relationships. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. That artist is not too far behind what I've already done. So, you know, in the case where you need time and the time is, a, you know, the essence and there's no, um, you don't have the time to go build these relationships, then sure, you can hire a PR person. To do I think that. that's a really good point because, you know, Indie Bible just put out the Indie Spotify Bible with all these contact information broken down by genres, broken down by Spotify, and then independent playlisters and things like that. When you invest in someone, the first thing you should be looking at is you're investing and saving your time. Like Katie said earlier, PR cannot be guaranteed. And I think too often is someone will come to me and they'll say, man, I spent all my marketing dollars on a PR campaign. It was $2,500. And I'm like, wow, I wish you would have saved some of that for Facebook ads where we could have actually targeted people that were on the computer, saw you, were, you know, it's like they want to hear your music and you guys are spending all this money trying to convince people to hear your music. You need to split up your budget. What would you say realistically, knowing that not everyone can afford it, but realistically, what should a budget be? How much should someone put away for a PR campaign, whether they're doing it on their own or whether they're hiring someone to help them do it? Is there a number or am I just reaching? Well, I think that varies from who you're hiring to what you're including in your PR campaign. Um, if you're doing the DIY music PR bootcamp, 250 bucks, you're good to go. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> but you know, if you're, you want to hire someone and that's you doing the entire process right. on your own. Um, but you'll have all the educational tools to do it. So if you're hiring someone, that can be anywhere from, if you're hiring an individual, maybe $1,500 a month to, like you said, up to $5,000 a month. But that depends on the level of the, of artist the artist you're right. hiring. So there's a lot that goes into that. I don't want to throw out any- No, I mean, I just had an idea that came to mind. I'm like, if you're a band, you should go find an intern like I buy a lot of programs. Really? So I, I buy a lot of programs and I, my staff, it's like right now I'm being coached by Sonny Lenarduzzi for YouTube. It was a $6,000 coaching course, but me and my assistant are going through it. Yes. It's like if you're a band and you know someone who says, hey, I want to be a PR person one day, a publicist, say, great. I just bought this program. I want you to go through it and I want you to use what you're learning to get our band placement so that you can then go to an employer one day and say, this is what I did for this band, not this is what I learned in school. So you invest in these resources. Like Katie says, just because it's something you have to do, it doesn't physically mean you have to do it. It could be mom is your PR person and right. she's going through the tools. Your momager, yeah. It could be <laughs> your, your drummer decides that he's going to handle PR and playlisting and you're going to handle bookings and things like that. It's like divvy this stuff up, but you need to invest in yourselves to understand the business 
that you're getting into. There's certain ways to talk to people. There's certain ways to communicate an email. There's certain things not to do now that we can direct message everyone. You want to make sure that you're direct messaging in a professional way. You want to make sure that you're not sending MP3 links if this person would rather accept a playlist link because everyone's used to streaming. There's do's and don'ts of the industry. And sometimes you get yourself in trouble because you're trying to figure everything out on your own when you can go find someone who's already traveled that path before you and follow their lead. Exactly. And delegation is so challenging for some people. I know it is for me, <laughs> but Don't it's so, I mean, that's how you build. That's how you build your team, your community, your company, whatever it is. That's what happens. And it's funny that you say that because a lot of actually managers and, um, and it's, I think their interns and other publicists use the boot camp sure. as a, a blueprint, basically. As they should. I mean, it, as they should. Inside my group, I have other managers and right. playlisters because they know I'm staying up on the social media stuff and it saves them from having to do it. They can focus on what it is that they do and that they do real well. Where can people go to find out more information about you and, uh, and your programs and you know, to find out more about just what this whole PR thing means. Absolutely. So our website is www.diypr.group.com. And there you can take a look at uh, the different placements we've had and you can get some ideas for playlisters to pitch probably um, our boot camp. And we do have a free webinar that we do from time to time. So go ahead and sign up for the email list and we'll let you know when that free boot camp is. And that'll go through the 10, uh, the 10 assets that you need for beginning a PR campaign as well. So well, you'll I'm, get signing, I'm signing up for it myself there. right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a business. I'm a business. Yeah. I need PR. You Absolutely, know. you do. <laughs> That's great. So I'll put that in the show notes as well, but it's DIYPRgroup.com. Uh, Katie, thank you. I know, like I said, you have, a, you have a servant's heart and you're out there giving, giving, giving. And I hope that everybody understands that people like Katie have a passion and a heart for the independent musician, but that's, that's, that's a passion. You know, she could be focusing on her major label clients. The whole reason why I ended up getting rid of some of my big paying consulting clients is because I knew that I could serve and I could help more people. So when you see opportunities like this, guys, take advantage of the opportunity that this person is giving you their knowledge and their information. And if it makes sense for you and you want to hire her, fantastic. If you want to try to do it on your own, fantastic. If you just want to take some of the ideas that you heard on this podcast and run with it, fantastic. Whatever it is, the fact that you're here educating yourself, hats off to all of you guys for doing that. Katie, thank you again. Uh, I hope to see you before you actually get married. Here's what I'm, go ahead and write on your calendar. Sometime in November, I'm wanting to do a full day here in Nashville. I want to talk about how to create the music, how to get rid of the music, how to build relationships with the music. And I would love to invite you and your fiance to come to Nashville and spend the day with us teaching. Well, that would be absolutely perfect. That's my birthday month. So I wouldn't want to spend it any other way. <laughs> All right. Then we'll make sure that that happens. I appreciate you so much. Thank you again. And you. uh, you're I awesome. Appreciate you. All right. So here's the deal. If you are on this podcast and you were wondering right now, if you need a manager, 
or what a manager is, or if you think having someone on your team to move you to that next step is important, I want you to go take the management assessment. I want you to find out exactly where you are. Go to managemymusiccareer.com. That's managemymusiccareer.com. Take the assessment. You'll be invited to either a live training or the recording of the most recent training where I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna share with you exactly what it is that a manager does, when to start looking for a manager, why you might need a manager, and even possibly how I could become your manager. So once again, head over to managemymusiccareer.com. If you leave a review on iTunes, you could be featured just like we spotlighted one of you today. So thank you guys again. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.